Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we are talking about minute number 97 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this minute is going to start out with Wonder Woman receiving a, uh, I was going to call it a coded message. Wonder Woman receiving a coded message on the Bat computer. (laughs) Um, And the minute's going to end with Wonder Woman uh, driving two said coordinates given to her and waiting on the street. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've seen this scene before. We've talked about scenes that we have seen in this movie from the other version. This is one of those scenes, but it is different. Which oh my god, it like looks it like yeah, it's yeah. it's both. It's it's both like uh, hmm. How best to describe it as the other Jeremy Irons bit, but it's like. Just the the visual effect on the computer is different in a way that makes the movie better. And then this scene happens where she starts to meet Cyborg in the street of Gotham. And it's just, it's just better. It's just done nicer. It's a lot more cleaner. It's in the aesthetic of the rest of the movie. So we understand it. And sure. There's product placement in this, in this minute. We'll get to that as well, but at least a part of it that is the story is nicely done. Um, this part here on the computer, as it starts to fritz out and it says meet here now, it has style to it. And the other version like blacked out and it just said something like, I don't know, like she could type on it. It almost looked like a command prompt. Uh, it looks very bizarre. And this one just shows a location. It just has a lot more functionality from Cyborg where he could just be like, I can show you whatever I want. I'm in control of the technology. I can make it do what I want. And and sound how I want. I mean... <laughs> it just has personality. There's, there's no way this back computer sounds like that. Like... It's well. One, we were talking about the sound of the uh, the cyberpunk map, but um, really, the star of the show is the sound of this uh, location blip here. Um, it's little radar radar noises, um, and I am convinced it is a sound bit from Super Friends that they just mixed and you know chopped and screwed. Yeah. I'm one hundred percent certain it's a Super Friends sound. It does sound like a Super Friends bit. Now that you mention it, it does have like that. 60s you know 70s like Hanna-Barbera soundboard of yeah. Jetson beeps and boops <laughs> yeah yeah which by the way if if you people weren't around uh when they were doing the old Cartoon Network bumps in between shows of the little like voiceover Super Friends scenes where it was just like a little skit and they would use clips from Super Friends but voice over them and you know wacky phrases there was one where it was the legion of doom and they were it was always talking about killing super yeah it was you know solomon grundy want pants too black 
mantis over there. Can I get a seahorse? That was that was that was great. I loved those things. Those were so good. I think they did that more than they ever showed like the actual Justice League. They were always like I w- I will always remember like the establishing shot of the Legion of Doom with like mm-hmm. the building in the swamp. Like it was always the like, Darth Vader helmet. Yeah. Yeah, it was always like on that location and then into that scene of, of the Legion of Doom. It was always those bits that they were uh, dubbing over. So, yeah, I, I totally, I yeah. And was, I'll have to ask you later, but, like, was, was that part of Cartoon Network or was that Adult Swim? Yeah, like, it, was, okay. it was Cartoon Network. It was all Cartoon Network. Yeah. That's why it's, like, because I was looking at the Wikipedia of just, like, Super Friends sound bits, and there's a pretty good, pretty good list of them. That's kind of cool. And it also lists in what other shows uh use those mm-hmm. things um and it's all warner media obviously so i mean the list is is there but it's all just cartoon network yeah 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 it the the sound design here for cyborg you know interacting with this computer and doing the whole meet here now and different letters and different stuff it gives it just that weird vibe that you need to kind of disorient people and just being like okay this is this is trippy. This is wacky. Um, this is a, a, a weird time. It's a hacker. Yeah. in in the comic book movie. So it just, it's, it's very nice. It's not as kind of straightforward and unromantic as the other version where it's just kind of like black screen and having Wonder Woman talk to the computer itself. Like this just has more personality personality like i said before it just it just has it it just makes it look more enjoyable as far as a ride goes like you want to make it fun like you don't want to make it so realistic to a point where it's just a command prompt of just simple text so um alfred says you know looks like you have a date and then she heads over here to the the London, you know, studio facade that we've been talking about, like this Gotham City street. But, you know, we're filming uh, at Warner Brothers in London. So this is the street that we enter again that we've been talking about. And we're here now. Um, is this Cyborg's neighborhood? It is. I think so. Okay. I'm. That's what I, I thought so as well. I was looking for that purple, purple-faced building. Um, but unless it's like right where that penguin face is that side of it but i can't remember where the purple building was i feel like the purple building was in the middle of of the of the block but but yeah i was kind of under the assumption that this was um just like maybe down the street of cyborg's neighborhood you know he didn't go far he took the mother box and dipped but didn't go far right it's like it's like a kid running away just goes down the street it, down the street to the arcade my my best guess is like it might be a little bit of hiding in plain sight I know there is a bar on his street if we were to run back the minutes. So it does look like the same street, basically. And Cobblestone. There was that alleyway, like, right across the street from his place, which is where we see this QQAR um, poster, um, which is another bit of marketing. Uh, I'll run back on that in a second. But just geographically, where she is and where there's that kind of alley where that street art is and where it says bar it looks like the exact same spot where he lives which if it's canon then it's hiding in plain sight on cyborg's part 
I can black out the area. Literally no technology can capture this moment. And I know the Mm -hmm. area very well. And then behind the scenes, cinematically, this is the only other facade they have for a a city street on Warner Brothers property. So it is the same set. We just have to make it look like a different street. And then Canon, we would have to be like, uh, well, he could have met anywhere remotely. Why did he pick this city street and have to black it out and all this stuff when if you're the one calling the shots like, hey, meet here, then just say, hey, meet here in this desert. Like, yeah. why even Gotham? You can meet anywhere. You can fly now. Why, why not fly to Gotham Harbor or, or the docks where there's literally nobody? So it only makes sense that this is the neighborhood where he lives and he can just control it. So agreed with that being said, um, we talked a little bit about marketing. We've had a, we've had a lot of product placements in this movie here. We have two, two birds, one stone, one minute, and it's, you know, Gal Gadot driving in this new Mercedes Benz. We saw the concept car that Bruce Wayne was driving earlier. This one is a 2017 Mercedes Benz E-Class Cabriolet, if you will. And this one, very luxurious, not a concept car, not not too, too fancy, but it is a luxury car, obviously, from Mercedes. Um, this one was on the market at that time, so it was like a brand new car, similar to you know, Transformers advertising the latest Camaro for their movie. And so we've had that. And earlier we had Gillette, who was, you know, product placement for shaving and men's shaving. And they even came out with like a VR mini game, you know, sponsored by quick shave. How how quick can you shave Batman's five o'clock shadow? <laughs> yeah, in VR, he's gotta go. He's gotta go out. It's five. It's five o'clock now. Sunsetting. How quick can you shave Batman's five o'clock shadow? That's the Gillette game we all want. <laughs> yeah, it was called the uh, Justice Get League me in VR the boardroom meetings. Join the League Gillette Edition, and it was like several, you know, different mini games one for each character and very simple game mechanic but it, the whole shtick was that it was in vr and you can you know put the phone in front of your face and if you had like one of those cardboard you know vr things you can it would make it look vr i don't know i don't know what to tell you but uh now to go along with the vr now we have ar now we have augmented reality which is what we kind of mentioned before and i was kind of thinking in my head like wasn't there an augmented reality thing involved with this movie and there was and we see it right here on this wall here we see the qqar uh little street art it's got like this penguin on it uh it's kind of like a black uh orb with like a smiley face on it it's a penguin and it actually belongs to tencent which i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this chinese company um they're a huge conglomerate um, and they finance a lot of uh, a lot of media in general, not only video games like PUBG, uh, you know, Player Unknown Battleground, but also movies like Kong Skull Island was a ten cent movie as well. It was, it was financed by them. And what we have here are these kind of penguins that have become the the character. Uh, mascot for qqar which is a augmented reality mobile app and 
they helped sponsor this Justice League movie to be made by also creating this AR technology that people could use in China to have like an augmented reality flash like running on their phone or something like that and they could capture that kind of footage so they released like a whole justice league set of like these little penguins that wore the same costumes as the justice league so they came out with all these promotional items um they helped finance the movie as well and you know if you have the qqar uh, mobile app then you could like i don't know get batman throwing a batarang or something on your phone and it would look really cool so maybe that's where i got the mother box thing from i don't know where else i would have gotten that from but i know that that was something that they were promoting for the movie so when you see this um in this minute and you're ever watching the movie and you're like okay what is this qqar thing is that a reference to anything it's just product placement for another um beneficiary of this movie so um and i get well it's not really product placement, but we talked about the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. That one doesn't, that one isn't as bad. That one, that one's actually really good. It's actually nice that they put that in the movie because that isn't so much product placement. It's more of like, this is something we want to promote with our movie. Since Zack Snyder was finally able to finish his vision with the movie, that one was more like, a celebratory thing. Like, let's put this on the billboards. And it was really nice to see that one. But yeah. Ten, it, it looks like the uh, mascot for Tencent is this penguin. Overall? Because I know it is for yeah. QQAR, but... Um, it looks like the Los Angeles building, the Tencent building in Los Angeles has a, a little little penguin guy. Really? Yeah. Good for that penguin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They do a lot of Warner Media stuff. I mean, they were involved with Wonder Woman, um, Monster Hunter, Men yes. in Black International. Yep. I didn't know that they were... Venom. Oh, really? See, I know that... And the, and the Carnage, too. Legendary Pictures. I know they kind of got bought over by a Chinese company, and they were getting funded like that. Or they became a Chinese company. Um as far as their board members which yeah, no, it's just nothing a film a, distribution really against all that specifically but it's just interesting to see that Tencent you know has all this money to bankroll media and i guess that can really you know determine what movies get made and how stories get told and who matters and stuff like that which it's, could be a problem the subsidiary is called Tencent Penguin Pictures Really? Yeah. That's the that's the Tencent Pictures is uh Tencent Penguin Pictures. So like Tencent Pictures is just the overall distribution and then Penguin Pictures is the subsidiary that probably bankrolls all the projects. Yeah. And it could lead to the deeper investigation on on certain you know controversial takes of like, you know, who's deciding how this movie gets cut up and reshot and how we're going to market this to the Chinese audience because that's become a whole conversation as far as cinema and movies and how we market blockbusters like you know we there's a lot of conversations about racist practices that happen with movies and we start to see that a lot more when the 
preferences are decided for a Chinese audience, or, or rather, they decide what the preferences will be for a Chinese audience, and we have to go along and believe that. And sure, people do that with with America as well. We, a lot of times, people decide like, oh, it's in the best interest for American audiences for whatever media to digest it in this kind of way. And that's that's a problem that we have currently with uh, with a lot of pop culture movies and maybe this is uh maybe this is the real culprit. This goddamn penguin that we're looking at. This is the goddamn penguin. <laughs> hey, hey, you know I'll only take my penguins chili and named Willy. Huh? There's something there. I think there's something there. <laughs> there's something there. I was trying to think of some other penguins, but there's. I was too, and I was gonna say Icy's, but I think that's a polar bear in a sweatshirt. I know Chili Willy. Mm-hmm. There's uh, uh, those Madagascar groups. Those gaggle of guys, huh? Yeah, which those waggy, I like, waggy penguins. I do like those Madagascar penguins. They got style. That's a good movie. Kind of. It's mm-hmm. guilty pleasure. The the penguins of Madagascar, their own spinoff movie, really good movie. Anyways, uh, what other penguins we got there? Uh, there's that penguin from Catstone Dance. I remember that one. Um, what was that other penguin that uh, was it? Anyways, we'll get to that's. <laughs> let's not do so this. Of, I mean, this. The penguin, huh? Happy feet. Oh, oh, happy happy wombo combo. Yeah, there's that one. Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese's uh, Happy Feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so there's, there's way too Hugh many Jackman movies. was doing Elvis in that movie and he was killing it he, he Shia LaBeouf was. was a penguin <laughs> surfs up <clears throat> can't forget that one man anyways there's too many of them I'm trying to think of I'm trying to remember this one show that had a penguin in it where he was like a post office delivery person and he always had ice cubes on him I can't remember what this show was. Like, there was a bunch of animals in it. But the delivery man was a penguin. And he had to travel with ice cubes on him. Like, strapped to him to keep him cold. Backyardigans? Oh, I cannot remember. I can't remember. I feel like Chris Rock was involved with it. But it wasn't ah. Madagascar. I, it slips in my mind. Someone's going to tell me what this show is. But that's the yeah. one I'm trying to remember what it was. I'm pretty sure there was also an alligator involved in it. Um, but anyways, <laughs> let's, let's keep going with this minute here. All right, um, let's keep going. Yeah, so Gal Gadot steps out. We're here in this Gotham City street. It's, it's Gotham City. It looks nice. It looks... I think it looks excellent. This, this street alone, with the whole fake facade of the the backdrop behind him and everything yes um i think it looks like an excellent gotham street um honestly i I think it looks really cool how they transformed it from looking you know like that twilight view how we were seeing outside cyborg's apartment and then now it's nighttime a little bit of a little bit of rain on the on the ground got some steam in the background it's a pretty cool uh Pretty cool overcast at night, especially with that moon in the background, too. That's it the best part. definitely shouts, uh, yeah, the moon in there shouts Batman. I mean, really. And again, that's like, we talked about this when we did the cyborg apartment part. But if this were 
a sin copy movie, if it was the Dark Knight, there would be no fake moon. There would be no fake full moon. There would be no fake There'd clouds. Be no skyline. Yeah, there would be no skyline. Everything would be like really just on the character. Building. And sure, yeah. there might be some, you know, the wet roads and kind of like this dark lighting. But there's nothing to make it a comic book movie as far as like, okay, we're going to have like this fake backdrop. And that's the design. That's what makes it good. That's what makes like everything Zack Snyder does for these comic book movies, not just the superhero ones, but for like 300 or anything like that, or even treating Sucker Punch as like this imaginary world. Everything he does as far as like, okay, we're just going to use, you know, visual effects and motion capture, performance capture, and make it whatever we want for so much cheaper. Then you can make it look like this. You can make it look how you want it to look. And I think he's done it the best. I think he's done what, and this is going to be such a, a full circle, especially with his love for Star Wars and wanting to make one and kind of making one now is George Lucas and, you know, everyone, you know, you think of movies like Sky Captain and in the world of tomorrow, where they want to make these imagined worlds come to life and working with green screen and all that. Zack Snyder proved that it can happen with 300 because a lot of people believed it. And a lot of people didn't care about CGI. They just cared about, how cool of an idea it looked like. And we get to this part here where you just have Gal Gadot walking on a studio set and you have this fake moonlight and it's like, that's it. That's how you make a Star Wars movie. You just have the volume, you know? And now he's working with that kind of technology and it's only going to be like better for, for the movies that he makes in the future. It's pretty incredible. It really is the. It just goes to show the aspect ratio is is nothing to be sneezed at. <laughs> you know, right? You are right. You are, um, but with that, I mean, she she turns around. We we don't really see Victor in this scene yet. We know he's coming, obviously. Uh, yeah. We, we do get the, the the blackout as it starts to envelop the city. Um, but besides that, I don't really have any other notes to talk about other than no you know it's i love i just want to say this facade that you that you mentioned it's a great facade my last note was that knowing that victor is flying into scene in, into into frame here at the very last frame very last second we do see the shininess of the armor but i know where i'm looking obviously in the distance um it's just kind of cool how they do that that little pay attention to detail it was uh, similar in Man of Steel where only doing it minute by minute did I notice the train being thrown back at Superman by uh, Namek at the oh, battle. Oh, snap. Okay. So this is even more detailed, Mark. We see Cyborg standing on the edge of that building, a la signs alien, on the freaking roof of the next door neighbor. I'm not even joking. You see him standing there, and then he goes up and forward. You see him take off. So he's freaking being Batman, gargoyle style, on the on that building in the far distance. There's a clear 
shadow of a humanoid figure. Where are you seeing that? I'm 58 seconds. I wish we had it broken down into frames. 58 seconds, you get Wonder Woman up front. Cars on the street, wet road, yada yada. Way back, Cyborg comes out to the far left of the frame. So you might have to play the movie in, like, you might have to play the minute to finish it to see where his tracking comes from. But then at 59 seconds, you see a little, uh, what do they what do they call it? Engine plume. Yeah, like the, what do they call it? What, like what the do they call it in expanse? Yeah, but they have they have thruster. Certain, yeah, whatever. You see the thruster ignite um, as he takes off, <clears throat> and then there's smoke coming out of it too. Like you see, it looks like it's a rocket taking off on the side of that building. Wow. You, oh, you have to look really far down. You got to look. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know what's coming. I know that that cyborg is about to make an entrance, but I always thought that he was just flying into frame. I didn't think that he was being Batman watching her from a mile away. That's a... Uh, wow. You really have to look like way down the street. He's there the entire time. Yeah, like as she walks up and is when the scene changes to to the her back towards the camera and the blackout starts to happen, you can see him standing on that edge. You see just a shadow. There's and a then, light that blinks on him that almost makes him look like a plane. Well, yeah, I mean obviously if he's if if he is I guess I would say it's probably just like a flash like shining off his chrome, but mm-hmm. if he's adhering to the man's laws of, of flight laws, he would have to have a strobe on him. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, to <laughs> be air traffic compliant, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like F- FDA, FDA, not FDA. What's the... ATF? F- FAA. I don't know. I don't know anything about air traffic. FAA. <laughs> Somebody figure it out and let us know. Someone who's good with planes. But um yeah, absolutely. No, that's it's so it's it, that brings me to another point. I'm sorry. I know I said it was my last point. No, 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 but no, no. You're fine. <clears throat> that brings me to another use of shadows that we will get to later on in the minute and it is the Batman Wonder Woman moment where they're down on uh Gotham Harbor, whatever. Um in the Steppenwolf fight and the crawler comes into play and it's right before you know it gets flooded um batman makes an entrance out of the crawler where he ropes a or he grapples a a parademon pulls it away from wonder woman um there's like a scene where it's just him batman's shadow and it's just like a cloak and cowl drape and it's just the shadow of him in the smoke and the light source hitting it makes it look like it's amplified. So the shadow is a lot bigger than him, but it's like really, really good Batman shadow, shadow scene. Um, but anyway, we get a really good cyborg shadow scene here. This is incredible. Yeah. That's a really good detail. Um, I totally missed that. I I was never looking that far down the lane. Um, it's why we do it minute by minute, baby. It's why we do it. Might as well do it frame by frame next. Um, (laughs) But yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society and Doom Patrol Radio, which season three is coming out soon. So expect uh, new episodes to come out for that podcast as we start to talk about season three of Doom Patrol and 
Man, oh man. I think it's it's only getting better. I think it's we're finally going to be talking about some things that we've been waiting for to talk about with Doom Patrol. Uh, we've been getting ready to talk about it, and it's going to be a trip, that's for sure. So we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 98 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.